They hate. They hate. They hate. They hate. They hate because they fear. They hate because they fear. Because they fear. Because they fear. And they fear because they feel that the deepest feelings of their lives are being assaulted and outraged. They do not know why. They are powerless pawns. Powerless pawns. They are powerless pawns in a blind play of social forces. Richard Wright. Dearest S, greetings from Haiti. Sorry it took so long to leave a voice memo, but as you've seen on TV, it's been chaotic over here. Who even knows when you get around to checking this, but um, I've been thinking about what you said, about me wanting to help everyone all the time. You were right. After 9-11, I was ready to move to New York be a fireman when Katrina hit I packed half a bag I was determined to help save New Orleans I never made it out the house because you or mama talked some sense into me and I hated myself for listening to y'all then I watched the news that day 7.0 magnitude Port-au-Prince decimated it felt like I had been waiting so long for this moment From Mauhaus Productions, A Blind Play of Social Forces, Episode 17, Greetings from Haiti, and Hotel Del Sol. You said okay? And before I knew it, I was standing in a first aid tent handing out bottles of water to nameless people. Merci, they say. Sounds so much like mercy. A boy was carried in with a bandage on his face, and one of the doctors removed the bandage. Maggots filled the open sore. I immediately threw up, trying to cover my mouth, and a nurse escorted me out of the tent. So yesterday, I began shoveling. Today, I'm shoveling. Tomorrow, I'll probably be shoveling. An aid worker told me that something like 25 million cubic yards of debris have been removed. Sounds like a lot. I promise it's not. I'll shovel mountains to make molehills, which are carted off. In the few hours that I've been performing the job, I found all types of toys, silverware, books. When someone finds human remains, we're supposed to blow a whistle, like a coach's whistle and the cleanup stops until the remains are safely removed. I haven't made it more than five minutes without hearing that chirping. When I was a little scrawny kid pretending to be sick to get out of gym class with nutter butter stains all over my t-shirt, I would break out in a cold sweat whenever I heard a whistle. God, I wish I was getting picked last with dodgeball right now. I wish I had a yoo-hoo right now. (laughs) 
you know, I've never been to Hollywood, but after coming to Haiti, I don't even need to. This place is crawling with celebrities. Susan Sarandon got a Manny Petty. Yeah, that one got a Manny Petty at one of a hundred cent salons. She said it was the best one she ever got, and it looked like she meant it. I saw Ben Stiller looking more lost than me when I first got here, and I wanted to go help him out. But how do you approach Ben Stiller, even here? But you're not gonna believe this. The guy who has gotten the most attention is Sean Penn. Now I always thought he was. A little bit overrated. I'm not seeing a movie with Spicoli in it. I said to you that one time, you remember? Well, last week, a group of us were invited to tag along with him on a tour of his tent city. It's called Penville. The makeshift streets were teeming with vendors selling everything from hotel soaps to DVDs. One guy had a bootleg copies of I Am Sam all signed by Penn himself. I bought one for you. There are photos of him for sale. And the locals are calling him mayor. I'm not even kidding. And... Maybe it's an act, but he really seems to care. He's carrying bags of rice, getting medication donated, and organizing the homeless. It's crazy. Still, hundreds of thousands of people have died. Entire city blocks look like they were made out of wet sand and a wave came along, leaving in its wake destruction and the stench of decay. And then there are the criminals, the gangsters, the thieves, rapists and the motherfuckers who sell children into slavery at night I think about how Americans would react if any of this was happening in our country Katrina killed what 1500 people the damage here makes the ninth ward look like a water ride at Disneyland what if New York or LA or hell even Atlanta just collapsed and caved in with the celebrities flock Will the rule of law fall apart, body dumps, five-year-old scavengers digging through corpses to find jewelry, women raped in broad daylight? I ask these questions, but the one I always fall asleep thinking about is, why am I here? Why couldn't I have just watched the news, said, oh, this is terrible, and gone about my boring-ass life like y'all wanted? Will the country rebuild itself faster because one middle-class black guy with a superhero complex is making a piddling piles of nothing? I had a good life. I was a black man in America, but comparatively, I had a great life. A few phone calls later and one plane ticket. And now I can never go back. Once you see it firsthand, you just can't. Work a few days, wash your hands, and say, all right, I've done my part. It's not like quitting some shit job as a dishwasher. I have this little radio that I listen to when I want to hear the news about what's going on around me or sometimes when I just want to forget and zone out. There's this oldie station that I really love. That song, Stand By Me, came on. And I've always thought it was a love song, but the images in that song are dark as hell and the singer sounds like he's on the verge of tears when you really listen to it fear and crying the sky falling mountains crumbling that sound like Haiti when I look out of my tent I can see this man-made hill with a giant cross on top of it it has Christmas lights on it though they're not plugged in this country of voodoo people sure are asking God a lot of questions lately and I thought about that song been asking God if he's ever going to show up in Haiti and maybe pick up a shovel. Who knows? Maybe he's already here. We just don't know because he's disguised as Angelina Jolie.
<laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, write me back. Send me a voice note back. It's just going to make me miss you more. I love you.
ask about me? He glanced at the bottle again. Let's not do this. You started it. Oh. And just how what did I... What would happen if this got out? This. This. The young man made a sweeping gesture with his arm. This. The seedy hotel off the interstate with the exchange of money. The... Well, who knows what else. What is that supposed to mean? A senator. A boy with a history of unlawful behavior. A secret meeting. Oh, don't be disgusting. The senator made his way back across the room to his bottle. And as for who started it, I think we both know. Why are you ashamed of me? Silence. The senator filled his glass to overflowing, set it down and slumped into the chair. He leaned forward and took a sip. He looked up at the young man who had moved closer. You don't understand. You've never understood. My life is my reputation. You want to know what would happen if this got out? If you got out, they would end me. <laughs> Quit being so overdramatic. Do you love me? Why do you do this to me? The senator peeked out the window. The young man turned and walked into the bathroom. He looked at himself in the mirror, squinting and staring into his own eyes. Why can't it be like it was? Before her, before jail. I loved you. I love you too. No. I loved you. I can't do this anymore. that well. And with that, he closed the door. The senator walked to the
leaving in a little bit. With nobody. Nobody you know. I'm calling now, for Christ's sake. No, I'm not drunk, the call had ended. He pulled his wallet out and opened it. Tucked behind his driver's license was a photo of a young boy, 12 or 13. He looked at the photo, rubbing the young man's face with his thumb. Goodbye. Greetings from Haiti and Hotel Del Sol were both written and directed by Michael Mao. Greetings from Haiti stars Elliot Dixon as Paul. Music for this episode by Ted Delina. Hotel Del Sol stars Galinsky as the narrator, Mustafa Slack as the senator, and Ronald Woodhead as William. Music for this episode, Evil-Minded Blues, by Virginia Liston, courtesy of Open Music Archive. Trevor Tremaine composed the theme music. Geneva Hicks created the podcast cover art. Additional sound effects, courtesy of Pixabay. Writer, comedian, and actor Nina Dicker helped produce this and many other episodes. Look for her memoir, Tangerine Vagina, where finer books are sold. Special thanks, as always, to Assistant Casting Director Annie Weaver. You can find out more about our cast and crew at ablindplaypodcast.com or on Instagram, at Mauhouse Productions. That's M-A-U-H-A-U-S Productions. Next week on A Blind Play of Social Forces, Episode 18, Anoint Your Engine for a Heavenly Ride. A few months after they found Scooter Friendly hanging from a railroad tie cross in his basement, after the lawyers had done their work, after what was left of his family decided what to do with his belongings, his collection of Jesus memorabilia sold at auction for $450,000. Just imagine Scooter's stepsister, Charcy, who said, Toss this shit in the incinerator with that whack job. Imagine her watching the newsman report that all that stuff she donated to St. Andrew's Episcopal Church could have put her in early retirement from the transistor plant. Imagine her on the phone with one of those scaly lawyers insisting that he... Do something about this. Until next week.